Thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. And on Wednesdays, Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. Oh yes, faithful and bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Again, wanna thank you for joining the online service of Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, growth, ministry, I wanna invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. We're gonna jump right into the, the word of God this evening. My prayer is that your day has been prosperous, that in spite of whatever you may be dealing with, you know, that you walk and that you keep a healthy state of mind. It's so important that our mindset remains healthy. And sometimes we're, we're challenged, of course, we are challenged, but it doesn't mean you can't overcome the challenge. It, it may not be easy, but it doesn't mean it is not doable. And so, you know, especially if you believe the word of God. Now, we believe the word, uh, the Bible is the word of God, and therefore we're faithful. We, we, uh, we're faithful. We're leaning. We're holding on to what his word says in spite of, and we're bold. I'm not talking about bold and telling someone off or, you know, putting somebody in check, giving somebody a piece of your mind. But I'm talking about bold and taking a stand and doing what is right. You take a stand and you do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. When it comes down to opposition, it doesn't cause us to stray from being obedient to the word of God, no matter what that opposition might be. You're going to hold on. And the more you practice doing something, the better you become at it. And that's both naturally and spiritually. Now, we're in the book of Genesis, and we are touching what is referred to as the law of particularization. And so we're moving from the general to the particular. What, what's the details of what is happening here? What is really transpiring? You know, because what our eyes see doesn't always give us the detail or it may not give us insight. You know, there is the letter of the law and there is the spirit of the law. And so we're looking at the particulars, the universe, the universe has the, the letter, the natural, and then it has the spiritual, the earth, the earth itself. There's the natural, and then there's the spiritual side of it. And the same with man, we're, we're dirt, we're from the earth, you know, but within this body that we call home uh this body that we state i'm a man i'm a woman within this but there is a spirit there's character there is uh, a soul and the soul houses the spirit and and so um and so we have to pay attention and look at this it's not that i'm i'm just a fleshly being you know, that is miraculously made, we're made in such an awesome way, you know, but, but we're much more than the flesh. 
we're much more than that. And even as we realize it, as we get older, you know, maybe you thought a certain way as a, and you're, of course, in your childhood, then when you hit your teens and then the hormones start running and you're trying to control it. And then some of us just didn't try to control anything. We just let it run wild, runaway child running wild. And, you know, on up until our young, and then finally the, the light came on and we realized that, man, you know what? I'm much more than, than the pleasures that I've been chasing after. I'm much more than just always trying to have fun. You know, let's get down to some business. And the more business I handle the thing, the better things are. We are touching the creation and principal person who is the cosmological, the, the cause of all things and the teleological the design mind behind everything that there is there's nothing that exists that doesn't exist without him and that's everything everything you can think what about this it doesn't exist without him it doesn't exist without him and so i want to remind you of genesis 15 and 1. Uh, genesis 15 and 1 says after these things the word of the lord came unto abram in a vision saying, fear not, Abram, I want you to take your name and put it there in place of Abram. I don't think he'll mind if you draw a line through it, through his name and put your name there. I'm thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So let's remember and hold on to this. And when you lay down at night, when you rise up in the morning, as you go through the day, as you're praying, just let the Lord know that you know and that you're reminded constantly in a in a pleasureful way that he is your shield and greatest reward there is no greater reward no matter what anyone gives you you know no matter what you might might be gifted with what you find along the way no matter what he's the greatest reward he's the greatest and and so we need to remind ourselves of that keep that in the forefront of our minds that he is our protection and there's there's no better asset than being on team jesus being on team with the, the winning team god has the winning team g-o-d see sovereign he's sovereign he, he you don't carve him out of wood you don't you know make him out of stone you don't melt him from a mold you don't wear him around your neck or anything he's god and he can't be contained like that, you know, and so uh, he's carrying us. We're not carrying him. He's carrying us. And so with that being said, I want to direct your attention to the 16th chapter of Genesis. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your mercy, your kindness, how you have kept us throughout this day, how you have your word is governing our lives. And we we thank you, Lord. We want to honor you for who you are. We want to honor you for what you have done for us. We honor you for what you are going to do. We walk with a great expectation because you are great. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for helping us to overcome our, our mindsets that we have grew up with. And but we've learned along the way that there's so much more that is to that we can expect even of ourselves and that we can do all things through you who gives us strength lord god you give us insight you give us the ability you help us in our studies in school you help us uh, 
in our studies at home. You help us, Lord God, along to navigate along the way. And Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God. And we'll continue to give you praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. The 16th chapter of Genesis, and we're going to start with verse 1. We're not going to go too far into the, the chapter, but we're going to read a few verses uh, and see what these verses have to say. And so the thought that um, that I have here in this is not to take matters into your own hand. We take matters sometime into our own hands. We show no patience, you know, and so we should not lack patience. Now, patience is, I don't want to say it's an art, but it is something that requires practice. And some of us are very patient. Some of us are, are have some tenacity. We hang on to some things a long time. And I'm not talking about being silly. You know, I think that's the better, best way I could put it, it is being silly, you know, or uh, should I use this word here? I, I'll go ahead and use it. You know, don't be stupid. And what I mean is that, you know, don't put yourself in a situation where you think you're being patient. You know, well, I'm waiting for him to change. No, girl, you, you not being patient with that. You know, I, I'm waiting for him to change. I'm waiting for her to change. No, 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 man. You, you not, no, you, you really not being patient. You're practicing something else that's not healthy. That's not emotionally healthy. It's not mentally healthy, you know, and it could become a point where it's not physically healthy. We need to practice some really good sense, some really very good sense. Well, I don't want to be, a, no, no, no. Listen, you, you were doing fine. You could do bad by yourself without the unnecessary stress. Uh, you know, in a relationship where you think you're being patient, you know, you, you have that, um, they call it the stray dog uh, mentality where you, you know, you're going to make that, you're going to train it and make it better. But I'm sorry, that's not, that doesn't, yeah. uh, anyway, listen, let's go on. Patience, having, uh, being patient, you know, you're able to accept or tolerate uh, delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Now, we become very annoyed and we become anxious when it's something that we want. You know, a friend of mine said the heart wants what the heart wants. And I'm like, no, you need to, you know, just take your time and don't rush into anything. Don't, don't be anxious. You know, it might've been a long time already, but uh, is that look at the circumstances surrounding that. And so we, when we become anxious, we become annoyed with situations, then we start doing things differently. My godmother taught us a, a very valuable lesson. She said that, and she was up ministering and she said, desperate people do desperate things. And, and so when we become desperate, we start acting a certain way and people can tell when you're desperate. You know, that's that's how, um, you know, we, we lose our virginity in certain areas. We become desperate and therefore uh, advantage is taking 
is taken of us because of us acting so desperate, you know, so needy, so needy. Some of you are in needy relationship, and that's fine. I mean, if you, if you like that, you know, um, and there there is the love language. You know, some people have a certain love language and others have theirs is different. It's understanding the love language that each individual has. You know, some people like to be talked to, uh, mentally stimulated. Others like to be touched, you know, like to be close up and, and different things that um, that that satisfies them. And so that's important in any relationship is understanding the love language. And so uh, we need to understand God's love language as well. And so we become very uh, annoyed or anxious, become irritated and even get a little angry. And so we start, you know, when people get angry at at the Lord, yes, they do. They will start blaming him for things. You know, well, God didn't make this happen when I thought he should, or, you know, the Lord is like, that's not of your best interest and I'm protecting you. You know, maybe you, you felt that way at some time where you were being instructed, maybe your, your, whoever was raising you, your mentor or somebody, um, or friend even told you, Hey, you know, that's not in your best interest, but you were so, anxious that you didn't want to wait. And so you, you got a little upset with them and, you know, and made excuses. And after a while, you kind of stopped hanging with them so that you can have your way. And then when things fell apart, you made your way back to them, understanding that, you know, that was not cool. We begin to worry. We begin to worry and become uneasy and nervous and typically about, you know, the imminent event or something with a uncertain outcome. Now, I remember, you know, and you might've been told this too, that no news is good news. And, and we all kind of felt for that, at least I did. And then I realized as I got older that, that no news is not good news, that's just no news. <laughs> You know, and then when you get the news or maybe they had no intention on calling you at all because you were not the candidate in anything, whether it was a relationship or a job or whatever that you the selection process that you were going through, you were not. So, and so that no news was not good news. When we become worried. We become uneased and nervous, typically about things that we're looking, you know, the, the outcome is uncertain. We just don't know. Then we start acting. It gets to us and we start talking. Some, sometimes we start talking too much and we talk to the wrong people or we talk to a person that we know could get our point across to who we want them want to hear that we might get an answer back when we really need to be quiet. I, I ran into a situation uh, that about a week ago where that's how I felt. I said, all right, I need to talk to the CEO, kind of get my voice myself, you know, and, and, and I know they'll say something and get the point across if I'm not able to at the right time. And then I thought, thought about it, I'm like, you know, that was not the best thing to do. That was not the best thing to do. There are better ways. There are better ways of getting uh, a result that you're looking for. And the first process is to stop and pray about it 
and wait for God to speak to you. And if he doesn't speak, then keep your mouth closed. Keep your mouth closed and wait. The Bible says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And so I kind of regret it. Well, not kind, I did. I regret it that I said anything. You know, whether the outcome became good, I just felt that, you know what, I should have approached that a little differently. And, you know, and, and, and the Bible tells us that know them that labor among you. So you have to learn how to deal with certain things, whether you like it or not, whether you like it or not. And so, you know, it, we become anxious. I, I was a little anxious. And so I, I won't act that way again. I, I thought a better way of handling it according to the word of God. And things are working a little differently now. So uh, when we're not patient, we're not patient, we're not tolerant we're not we're not long suffering and certainly a lot of other things come up now we have uh, sometimes we snap we snap at individuals when we are anxious when we're annoyed you know and we owe them an apology and we need to uh, make up uh, body kids a treat tell that special someone you know that's in your life you know that you apologize for the way that you acted and they may already understand but it does not hurt for us to say i'm sorry now why are those three words so difficult why are those three words so difficult i know an individual that you know over the years and i've and they did some things that was pretty hor horrible, you know? And they never said, I'm sorry. And I used to look for those words. Will, will they ever say, I'm sorry? They said everything, but I'm sorry. That's a difficult, those are difficult statements to make for some people, and it should not be. None of us should have a problem with saying, I'm sorry, and meaning it, apologizing. I, I apologize. I acted a fool. And I acted, don't say out of character, because obviously the way you, the Bible said it's not what goes in a man that defiles him, it's what comes out of him. So, so that means that the way we act, it is in our spirit. And then therefore it's something that we have to correct. Now, I, I accidentally slipped and cussed. No, you didn't, you didn't you didn't slip it was already in your heart and it it made its way out it, it came out and so that's something that that needs to be working out there's some that are listening right now and and maybe listening later that 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 think and feel that you know using derogatory what we call derogatory language is is, is all right you know the bible don't say thou shall not cuss but it does say don't curse and it does talk about calling your brother a fool and, and being um and in that process that you uh, will be punished for that. So you're going to have to weigh those things out as far as your language and, and what you say. As a matter of fact, we, our words should be seasoned with grace. And it doesn't mean that you won't uh, sometimes take a firm stand in what you're saying, but you don't have to be rude in such a way that it is offensive. Matter of fact, it's exciting. It excites a, a small riot. You know, you, you're ready to go fisticuffs and stuff like that. So that's not something you want to do, but but when you snap and you you say things, you, you owe an apology, and it should not be 
so difficult. Well, you know, I don't usually say I'm sorry because of my pride. Well, you need to get rid of that pride. It, obviously, if you have pride where you can't say I'm sorry, how are you repenting to the Lord? You can't be repenting to God. You know, I talk to God about, no, listen, you're not talking to the Lord about it. What make you think you are? You're deceiving yourself. Maybe when you started out, you thought you were talking to him and everything was cool. But as you learn, the Bible says that that if you offend your brother, leave your gift at the altar. So there's a lot of people at the altar speaking in tongues, rolling all over the floor and crying and and and, and snotting and uh, farting and carrying on. Listen, the Bible said leave your gift at the altar. And go to the one that you offended and apologize. Then come back to the altar. So your apology, your, your conversation should be to the person. Now you can go to the altar and begin praying, but event, but eventually you need to make your way to that person and pray. Pray. Well, I thought praying is to God. No, praying is a conversation between you and God. It's also a conversation between you and another person. And so you need to be able to go to that person and talk to them and make amends and then go back to the Lord. You know, so it's all right to say, I'm sorry, then, you know, uh, to someone. Uh, and don't never apologize. I was in I was in a service and someone stood up to apologize and they had the, a, a captive audience of people that have known them for years. And they said, I'm sorry. Then immediately, right after saying that they were sorry, they, they said, you know, if I wasn't, if I was someone else, I would have or wouldn't have never did. Listen, then you just killed that apology. You just messed it all up. And eventually they left the assembly of people that that we were with at that time and got into some more trouble someplace else. Pride will do that. Now, can you give someone you offend family member someone that you love a, a hug and and say i'm sorry you, you know it, it's all right to do that it's all right and, and so it's all right parents mom dads to say i'm sorry to your children you know to apologize to them because as you learn and as you do those things then they also will uh exercise that same principle as they mature and get older as well, you know, and they'll return it back to you. Or do you uh, pucker your lips? Do your throat become extremely dry and, and choking occurred and your armpit begin to uh, uh, become a waterfall, you know, fountain of water because you because you're thinking about the thoughts of saying, I'm sorry. Well, listen, Sarah, like you and I, was having a moment. She was having a moment here. And in that moment, like you and I, we've had our moments and, and we mature past those things. Uh, she was experiencing a, a serious, a serious moment here. And this is very serious because I, I don't know of any woman that would do this. But Sarah did. Now, I laugh and I joke about this, and, and you, you know, let's let's go on. But 
but now I, I want you to stick around during this series of messages as well, you know, and send someone an invite, a friend, a family member, let them know that Pastor Carl is telling you the truth about some things here. And so um, it's going to take us into an area, and I don't want to reveal that tonight, but but it's going to take us someplace and it's going to open up a, a, a understanding of something that happens in our lives that sometimes we don't realize that we are causing to happen. And so this is the this is the doormat to that. And so some things transpire that that is tied to our behavior, the act of, of taking matters into our own hand uh, comes with consequences. Now the Bible says Sarah, Abram's wife, bear him no child. Now remember, Sarah was barren. When we first hear about Sarah, the, the, the Lord made sure to point this out to his secretary that was that was taking notes here. Uh, Moses, that Sarah was barren and she had no child. That's that's Genesis 11 and 30. Then in the, about the 15th chapter, the second verse, the Bible says, Abram said, Lord, will, what wilt thou give me saying I have no, that I go childless? I, Lord, I don't have a son yet. I don't have a daughter. What's, what's going on? What's happening? I'm childless. We, we've been at this for a little while and, and I still don't have a child. And then the 16th chapter, about the first verse again, it says here that we're reading, um, Sarah, Abraham, wife, bear him no child or no children. And she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And, and so they had servants. Abraham was well off, the Lord had blessed him. And he had a, a handmaid, and or his wife did, and her name was Hagar. Now, understand this is significant to our faith. Personal discipline and other characteristics are, are being developed constantly, all the time. We're in a state of development until we are not. Until we are not. Now, when is that not? That not comes around when we are not. <laughs> so we are in a state a constant state of development. And you know what, I'm even gonna say that, that, and this is me, this is Pastor Carl, uh, book one, chapter one, verse one, is that when we step out of time into eternity, we, we have uh, come into a place of development, whether good or bad. But I wanna talk about the good, that when we come into that place of development, we step out of time into eternity, and the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't know what vernacular he's going to use, what language um, that is going to be used at that time. But whatever is said, you're going to understand it completely. Does that start a new state of development? Some would say no, some would say yes. I'm just going to tell you that change is going to occur. And we're going to, I'm going to leave it right there. And you'll have to get into the scriptures uh, to, to dig more into that. But change is going to occur. Yep, it's going to occur. Matter of fact, uh, the Bible said that, that the day is going to come when the dead in Christ is going to rise first. And then we, which are alive, are going to be caught up to meet him in the air where we'll forever be with him. Uh, change. The Bible said that that uh, now we are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Change. 
And so Sarah said to Abram, behold now, check this out, the Lord have restrained me from bearing. And so remember, we talked about being annoyed. We talked about being anxious. We talked about being at uh, unease, you know, irritated, you a little angry, worried, you know, nervous, uh, uncertain if things are going to happen the way that that you desire them to happen. And, and here Sarah is, is, is calling Abram, her husband, baby, I, I don't know. The Lord has restrained me. I, I haven't, you know, we've been, we've been at this. We've been doing it in the dark, in the park, uh, every, you know, wherever. And nothing is, is going on here. Nothing is happening. And so I pray thee to go in unto my mate. Now, what woman does that in 2023? You, you have a maid. Maybe you have a couple of maids. And you allow her to be a surrogate, and that's what was that's what was going on here. But we we have certain methods of being a surrogate parent now, and how to extract, you know, compared to then. And it says she said it may be that I may obtain children by her, and so Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarah. I have to wonder what was going on in Abram's mind. I do know that he wanted a child. He, he's mentioned it several times to the Lord that he wants a son. Lord, I want I want a child. He didn't say a son, but he, I want a child. I want someone to inherit. Now, he had a servant that would have inherited everything, and, and he would have honored that. And he, he told the Lord, look, if anything happened to me, my servant is going to inherit all of this. But I, I would like to have a, a child that would really inherit it. And so Abram heard what his wife was saying and, and you know, and I just wonder, because in the movies we see things, you know, was this man smiling and just wasn't thrilled to go in there or was he reluctant, uh, but in desperate in that moment of, of feeling the way that they were feeling that he went in there. And so the Bible said, and Sarah, uh, Abram's wife took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan and gave her unto her husband, Abram, to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar and she conceived. So she did become pregnant. So Abram and his age um, was still, he was not shooting dust. She became pregnant. And you know, so age does not prevent God from blessing you. You know, I talk to people sometimes and they say, well, my age and I don't want to start something new, but um, sometimes things are going to start new and it's not going to be in your younger years. It may be in your old, your, your more mature years that something new is going to transpire. You know, CEOs are not all in their 20s or 30s. Some of them are in their 70s and 80s and they are still enjoying life. They're not walking around talking about, well, I can't wait to retire and I'm not going to do it. No, they enjoy what they're doing and they're reaping the benefit of it. And most of the time when I hear people talk about they 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 can't wait to stop doing things, they, they don't have no, they, they really don't have a means or a plan of 
sustaining themselves for a very, 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 did I say very, very long period of time afterwards. And, and so, and they don't enjoy what they're doing. When you enjoy what you're doing, you don't look forward to stopping immediately. Listen, or, or if you do stop that, you'll go on to a new project because you, you have that, you know, that drive in you to keep busy and doing something. And so the Bible said, and he went in unto Hagar and she conceived and when and when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. So at this point, Sarah is not happy. Sarah's not happy because what she did, she took matters into her own hands. Sarah didn't wait on God. Neither did Abram. Now, Sarah, the Lord told Abram, look, I'm going to bless you. You're going to have your children. You're going to have children. They're going to spread out. They're going to prosper. They're going to be like the stars of the sky, like the sands of the sea. Man, you're going to, you're going to, you got, I got you. And you're going to have her and you're going to do this. But he took matters into his own hands too. He didn't, he could have said, no, look, look, Sarah, Sarah, God said, I am your protection and I'm, I'm the exceeding great reward. Let's wait on him. Now, Abram knew how to wait on God because after the battle where he rescued his, his nephews from, uh, from uh, that had been taken captive, and I believe that's about the 14th chapter of Genesis, uh, the kings that he had sided with, one of them said, look, um, let's split the spoils and, and, um, and, you and he said, no, he said, we're not splitting anything. <laughs> You can have it all. I lift my hands unto God, the sovereign God who who gave us the true victory. I don't need the things, the stuff that you have. I'm recognizing who God is. So if he did that then, but he's not doing it in this moment. He's not recognizing and saying, well, God, you got this. You made me a promise that that. And so I'm looking for you to fulfill that promise through Sarah. And he didn't do that. Now, both of them have created a situation. Husband, wives, somebody got to take a stand and help the other one out. The Bible said that 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 we helpers one to another. Friends, we got to take a stand and help each other out. Uh, we got to we got to take a stand so that we don't move and we don't become hasty, move hastily into a situation and then regret it. Because Sarah certainly regretted what transpired. And she regretted that. Abram now is in a, in a rough situation here. And we'll get into that in our next Bible class. And we'll get into, we're going to get into a significant area uh, because of their actions. And there is a particular result of what they did. It is not just the, the child that was born, but, uh, but you need to understand that their actions caused something to occur. It caused something to occur. And, and so I'm going to stop right there and I'm, I'm going to remind you again, do not take matters into your own hands and, and share that with somebody. Let them know. Do not. Don't take matters into your own hand. When you prayed and asked God to help you with something to, to solve an issue, do not take matters into your own hands. Do not. Listen, I, I want to encourage you that if you have a prayer request, 
or questioning or, or something that you heard, you know, or to share testimony, please visit us at connectingtruth.org. That is connectingtruth.org and submit your request. Let us know, you know, what it is. And certainly we'll share your testimony. We love to share it. We love to, to pray uh, and to answer those questions that you might have. And, and so with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your kindness, your grace, and how you watched over and, and have kept us throughout this day. Lord God, and I pray for the prosperity of your people. Lord God, I pray that they walk with a mind that, that says I'm prospering and in health. Uh, Lord God, and to walk with that mindset when they lay down at night to, to, to lie in assurance that you're their protection and greatest reward. When they rise up in the morning, that you are protection and the greatest reward. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Lord God, remember those that might be sick among us. Lord God, we just pray and ask that you would touch them in their body. Lord God, you, you know the prayer requests that have come in. Lord Jesus, and ask that you would bless them. Remember those that have supporting ministry, Lord God, that ask that you would bless them, that have given those that are supporting through the purchase of books on Amazon. Lord God, we just bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. Ask that you will continue to help us to walk according to your will. We'll be careful to testify and tell of your goodness. Amen. Amen. All right, let's remember whatever we do in word or deed, we do how? In the name of Jesus Christ. Be blessed. Share the word of God with someone else. The best way we can share it is by living the life. We are living testimonies. God bless you.